Hi, thanks for joining us today for another spooky episode. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your host, Jacqueline. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. (laughs) Welcome to our spooky Halloween edition. Today we will be discussing the very fitting and popular duology, the cat and mouse duet, which consists of haunting Adeline and hunting Adeline, as well as the companion novella Satan's Affair. Today, though, we'll just be chatting about Satan's Affair and haunting Adeline. Before we begin, we would like to issue a trigger warning that is about, um, this list is a mile long, and for good reason. These books include themes such as graphic violence, stalking between main characters, explicit sexual situations, kinks such as degradation, reluctance and or non-consensual sex, necrophilia, weapons play, somnophilia, and deals with subject matters such as child trafficking, child deaths, and human sacrifice. There's a lot going on in this episode, or in these books, I should say, but for Mm -hmm. this episode, it will be our non-spoilers episode, so we will not be going into great detail or very much any detail, really, on any of these specific themes. That being said, the themes will be mentioned throughout the video, so if this is not for you, we completely understand if you want to sit this one out, and we hope you take care, and we will see you in the next one. As mentioned previously, in this episode, we will be discussing Satan's Affair and Haunting Adeline. All of these books in the duology, of course, including Hunting Adeline, which is not one we're discussing today, are written by H.D. Carlton. We're going to talk about one book at a time, starting with Satan's Affair. At the end of the episode, we'll talk about our thoughts on these two books, as well as give recommendations on who we think would enjoy these stories. There will be timestamps in the description below, so if you only want to hear about one of the two books that we're discussing today, feel free to check that out and then just listen to the section that you're interested in. For those of you on YouTube. Satan's Affair is a dark erotic adult horror novella, at least how that is how I'm classifying it, so I hope that Jacqueline is okay with the... the- <laughs> There were a lot of different tags for this novella, and those are the ones that I personally thought fit it the best. It is written, as we mentioned, by H.D. Carlton, and kind of everything we've been saying, I just want to put out a disclaimer that this is for 18 plus, so if you're not 18 years old, this isn't really the content for you, and you should probably ask your parents for permission before you continue on with this video. Yes, I agree with everything you just said. Dark erotic (laughs) adult horror is the perfect description, I think, for classifying this, this little novella here. So Satan's Affair is about a girl named Sybil who believes it's her life purpose to rid the world of demons. She's part of a traveling haunted fair, which provides the perfect setting for the events that take place. Yes, and although this is listed as a fantasy book, surprisingly, on some <laughs> tags for under genre, I think it is important to note that this is set in the real world. So that is something that might come into play as you're reading it. So just keep that in your mind if you choose to read this book. Yes, I I wouldn't say it's fantasy. Uh, 
but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, yes, I agree. I also would not classify it as fantasy, but I guess some people do feel that way. So just a disclaimer, not how we personally classify it. (laughs) (laughs) How I would classify it though is uh, disturbing. This is a incredibly disturbing book, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it is a fact. There are disturbing things that happen throughout this novella. Very. In fact, I might even add (laughs) (laughs) nausea-inducing. I I would uh, second that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can expect some deranged plots happening Yes, it's very grotesque and overall a little lugubrious. It's uh, definitely an interesting read. It's very intriguing, but definitely you need to be expecting these disturbing, grotesque kind of vibes when you go into it because that is what you will get. Yeah, so it's extremely graphic, extremely detailed graphic descriptions uh, in terms of the sort of uh, content warning that we did earlier. Very graphic on all accounts, on Mm -hmm. all of the above. So if you are not prepared to read super detailed graphic descriptions of... Things such as necrophilia or um, murder, (laughs) okay, (laughs) right? Those kinds of things. Um, Probably don't go forward with this book. It is for the people who are into horror and into those types of descriptions. And if that is something you are not into... You will be, you will be disturbed, and not in necessarily a way that you're looking to get disturbed for fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, those trigger warnings are there for a reason. Satan's Affair is written in first person's perspective, from the perspective of Sybil, the main character. One of the aspects of the book uh, that I found really interesting was the fact that the readers are inside the mind of someone who is justifying committing some really, really disturbing things. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to say like I enjoyed it or I liked it. Those aren't the right words. But it was just super interesting to see the perspective of someone in that mindset. It was very darkly fascinating. And although you said, you know, she's justifying the acts that she's committing, I want to go a step further and say she's not even justifying it to herself. She's she's just in a complete belief system where she is actually believing 100% that this is the right course of action. There is no question. Mm-hmm. as to what she's doing. She believes she is 100% correct and yeah, just, she's, well justified. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's like for f- fulfilling her purpose in life. So it's, yes. yeah, it is beyond just a justification because she truly believes it's her purpose. Mm-hmm. I found this to be a very fast paced and intriguingly engrossing, but like grotesquely fascinating kind of read like it's just such a hard 
book to kind of discuss because of the topic it is, but uh, it was it was very quick. Emily, in some ways, you just kind of want to get through it at some parts. Yeah. But then at yep. other parts, you're like wanting to get through it because you're like engrossed in it. Yeah. So as I mentioned to uh, Nikki, when we were sort of messaging back and forth about this, I struggled to get through it just because I was so grossed out. <laughs> it had me actually questioning, like, am I going to want to proceed with reading Haunting Adeline? And we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I was I was so disgusted because I was unable to kind of distance myself from the the visual imagery that was coming in my mind due to the descriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, at some points, I actually had to put the novel down and take some nausea medication because I was feeling so nauseated. So I think I sort of discovered that horror may not be necessarily my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. However, what was super interesting about getting in Sybil's mind was, as I mentioned in our as I do mention, I should say, in our heavy spoilers episode, is that you're getting into the mind of someone who's obviously um, deeply disturbed, I would say. I think that's probably not a spoiler. She's deeply Mm -hmm. disturbed. Um, And given um, some of the themes that kind of pop up and given the history we learn about the main character you can kind of see why her uh, psychology is the way that it is. And I think that it's probably pretty interestingly, I want to say accurate take on how that type of upbringing may affect someone's psychology in the long term. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. Yeah, it's, yeah, you said it perfectly. So the main themes in Satan's Affair, uh, we'll touch on the themes, are cults, abuse, and mental health. If you are able to get past the graphic content, like the violence and the erotic content, then there is a really interesting storyline at the root of uh, Satan's Affair. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the story sets up sort of a pattern that persists for like the first 40% of the book. And basically Sybil finds a victim, fulfills her purpose or what she believes to be her purpose. And then let's say celebrates her achievements, which is putting it very lightly Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. But this part, I this was what was super, super hard for me to get to was this kind of cycle that was happening at the beginning. It's insanely graphic in both mm-hmm. the violence and the, the sexual content that is depicted mm-hmm. and the link between those two things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, reading this kind of cycle, as I keep mentioning, that happens, it almost makes you want to stop reading it. But there is sort of a second stage to the story where things do shift. So it's not like it just, at one point I was like, is this going to be the whole book where we're just going through this pattern over and over again? And that is not the case. So if you're like, yes, I think I want to read this book, but then you're like starting to get to the point where you're like, I don't know if I want to continue this book, that pattern does eventually stop. And I think it is important to note that it is not going to continue throughout the whole story. It is important to note because I was ready to stop and Nikki reassured me, no, like it shifts, it, it become the tone is different. It's not 
necessarily following that pattern continuously for the entire book. Um, and so I'm glad that I listened um, and I was able to the next day pick up, try again. And thankfully, when I tried again, she was right. I was able to complete the novella and I was happy that I did so, uh, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure if I was happy that I did so or not. But <laughs> it not is extremely unhappy. not necessarily unhappy. Yeah, but I, I think it was super a super fascinating read as a whole. Mm-hmm. You have to take it as a whole. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy the addition of the flashback scenes. There's not a lot, but there are a couple, and I think it adds much needed context to the overall story. Absolutely, and that kind of refers back to what I was mentioning before on the impacts of perhaps like a very abusive sort of cult-like upbringing. Um that might be kind of what I'm referring to. I don't know if that's too spoilerish to include. No, I think that that's fine. Okay. Um, so you do need that context, though, because otherwise it it's really difficult to get through if you don't kind of have an idea as to how somebody could be this way. Mm-hmm. I think it added some much needed depth to the story. Um, mm-hmm. If that wasn't there, you just get this kind of like, slasher feel for for shock value Uh, but there is that additional depth which I think is kind of persistent throughout I want to say probably the whole duology Um, we've not read hunting Adeline only haunting Adeline but given the underlying sort of subplots going on in these in that novel haunting Adeline I and Mm -hmm. you know it's going to bleed over into the next um installment i think it would be quite fair to say that this depth is what makes these novels worth a read a hundred percent so let's discuss the emotional impact this had on us so i think we've made it pretty clear at least i know i've made it clear for myself i was horrified disgusted like literally physically nauseated at one point my husband looked at me and was like are you okay because I was gagging on the couch next to him as I was reading this um I was actually almost in a state of disbelief because I've I've never had a book affect me like that before mm-hmm. yeah it I was just intensely uncomfortable the entire time I was reading and I made the absolutely magnificent choice to read this book whilst in public, (laughs) which was not a good one. I was sitting in a Starbucks. It was like, it was kind of a, um, a situation where I found myself in public waiting for my car to be, my tires to be put on my car. And I was like, I have an hour to kill. I'm going to go to the Starbucks and start reading And so I was stuck in the Starbucks and this was the book I was reading. And there was like these two teenage girls sitting beside me and I just felt so uncomfortable. (laughs) But I also wanted to read the book because I knew we'd be talking about it. And I was like, just, you know, trying to do my homework and get it read. But yeah, I don't recommend that. Just pick a different (laughs) book if you're a (laughs) It's a fast book. You can get through it later. Yeah. And depending depending on your level of 
um, tolerance for gore. I don't recommend snacking while reading this book. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I just, made that no. mistake. I made that mm-hmm. mistake because I like to sit down with a book and like eat some popcorn. That's like a, a tradition I've done since I was a young child. And it's pretty safe to say that's not a good idea if you don't have the stomach for the gore. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I would second that for sure. If you are someone who enjoys true crime psychology, especially like getting into the heads of people who like commit heinous crimes and kind of like always are questioning, like if you're the person who watches true crime because you're like, how, how can this possibly happen? Mm -hmm. Then you might find uh, Satan's Affair an interesting read because that you are getting in that mindset. However, if you're a visual reader, or if you're sensitive to like graphic content or kind of more hardcore erotic content, then just skip it. it you don't need to read it. It does add depth to um, Haunting Adeline. I'm assuming Hunting Adeline. It, but it's not necessary to read it, in my opinion. You could give it a try, but just know that if you aren't able to push through it, that it's not going to affect your reading experience in Haunting Adeline. Mm-hmm. And you you kind of find out the twist ending in Haunting Adeline anyways. So mm-hmm. if you like start it but are like, no, I can't keep going, then just read Haunting Adeline and you'll kind of understand what the twist ends up being anyways. Yeah. And kind of that saying all that, Haunting Adeline or yeah, Haunting. I keep, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, am I saying the wrong one? <laughs> haunting Adeline is not as intense. So if you're like, oh, this sounds awful, like click out of the video. I'm not into this. Like wait to hear our thoughts on Haunting Adeline because it is definitely a different vibe. Very much so. So moving on to Haunting Adeline, speaking of, um, let's see. How would we classify this novel? There's so many different classifications it could fall under. But for today's episode, I think we'll be classifying it as a dark adult romance thriller with elements of eroticism and horror. Mm-hmm. So Haunting Adeline is about a young writer, Adeline, who has caught the attention of a morally gray mystery man. On top of realizing that she has a stalker, Adeline has recently moved into her great-grandparents' gothic Victorian house and discovers that it's the scene of a murder that has gone cold. Mm-hmm. Yes. Super cool setting. Um, but what is so cool about Haunting Adeline is the word haunting in the title has sort of like more than one implication in this mm-hmm. particular novel. Yeah, it definitely sets the vibe of the novel. Like, it it encapsulates the vibe of the novel. It's kind of a haunting story in, like, the grander sense of it. hmm And, yeah, you kind of have layers of haunting. <laughs> There's different layers say. of haunting, for sure. Yeah. I think when I think about this book, like, one major thing that, like, pops into my mind is just utter confusion. Yeah. I, I both Adeline and myself as the reader, I think we're just like so frustrated with the events that are happening, deeply uncomfortable, but mostly just like so confused. And I think that was kind of done on purpose. Like Adeline is experiencing these feelings. And then therefore, as a reader, you're kind of experiencing them with her. 
Mm-hmm. Very confusing. Yes. <laughs> There's the word adrenaline pops up a lot throughout this story. And I think that is a good descriptive word as an overall vibe for this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely like in a way like gets you like your heart pumping kind of like as you're reading it, you're kind of feeling that increase in adrenaline mm-hmm. as the story kind of progresses. Yes, absolutely. Another good sort of descriptive word for this novel would be depravity. And that's also in, there's layers of depravity as well. So <laughs> some of it's not necessarily bad depravity and some of it is bad depravity. So <laughs> make what you will of that. <laughs> <laughs> So like Satan's Affair, Haunting Adeline is written in the first person, but in this story, we get two perspectives, the manipulator and the shadow. Mm -hmm. And those terms come from the, um, as you are switching perspectives, it says like the shadow, and then you're reading that perspective and and the manipulator and you're reading that perspective. So although this was a dual perspective story, I found that it was so incredibly seamless. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes when we've talked about dual perspectives in the past or multiple perspectives in the past, we've mentioned that it can be jarring to switch because you're like getting so into the one, but it's almost like the, they overlap. So it's like you're, you're in the same scene, but then switch perspectives. So it's not so jarring if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Similar to Satan's Affair, I also found Haunting Adeline to be fast-paced. So we did mention their different vibes, but the pacing of both of them I found to be similar. And I unfortunately was sick in while we were reading these books. So I was able to get the, through this book in two days. And for me, that's like completely unheard of because I'm an incredibly slow reader. Mm-hmm. And like a 500 plus page book would normally take me like a week to get through. And normally when I'm sick, I'm like just binging YouTube or watching TV shows or something. But there was something about this book. I was actually able to focus on it. Like it took me the full two days to get through it, but I was actually able to. So I feel like that says something about how gripping it was as an overall story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very gripping. Um, it's very high levels of tension, which always grabbed my attention. Um And yeah, you just sort of never know what's going to happen in this story. It's, again, it's unlike anything I've read before, probably because it is a little bit horror. So Mm -hmm. um, again, I have not really delved into the horror genre. So I found it very different. And so I I enjoyed it. And it was difficult to put down for sure. The main themes in Haunting Adeline are obsession desire, morality, and corruption. We wanted to kind of leave them vague. Yes. There's a lot more to go into it, but like that's kind of as vague as um, as you can make it, but there's mm-hmm. layers to kind of each of those different larger themes. Absolutely. that's That puts it really well, I think. And we've noticed that for our spooky episodes, we've been like kind of picking books that center around obsession, um both books are classified as romance but I again don't know like we spoke about this in Verity and I was like this is classified as a like a romance thriller but I don't think it's very romantic and 
again, this is not a rom- like a romantic book. It's just, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that just makes me laugh. It's definitely more of an erotic read than it is a romantic read, but mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it any deeper than that for our non-spoilers episode. This book really takes the theme of obsession to like the next level. It adds in elements of consent or lack thereof. So kind of that sort of when we're talking about not being romantic, that's kind of what we're mm-hmm. hinting at a little bit without going into any more detail. Mm-hmm. And the story gets very dark in places and it does touch on and discuss some very disturbing and heartbreaking topics in detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very graphic novel and like on the surface, it might come across as like just shock value. Like it's talking about these kind of grotesque, disturbing um, themes for seeming just shock value purposes only. But I do think that the core of the story, there is a commentary that is about a very serious issue that does exist in our reality that Mm -hmm. often people would like to just pretend doesn't exist. And I think in some ways it's really brave to have a book that is willing to discuss what is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Haunting Adeline highlights the ignorance of the general public when it comes to this very real topic of human trafficking. And Mm -hmm. as I said, I think that's, it's pretty brave and bold of a a story to do that. I think so, especially in this format. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, I don't want to touch more deeply on it, but yeah. So Haunting Adeline might not be what you think it is. There's the main storyline between the two protagonists, the manipulator, who is Adeline, and her shadow. Now, when I first like read about Haunting Adeline, like I read the synopsis and stuff, it doesn't really give you too much information. And I thought the entire storyline was just going to be like the main storyline between the manipulator and the shadow. Uh, but as mentioned in the summary, Adeline stumbles across a murder mystery that she and her bestie solve. And that's a really kind of like almost more somewhat lighthearted storyline within the overall yeah. story. So that's a really good measurement of how dark the story is because (laughs) the murder mystery is the light part (laughs) so on top of this murder mystery thing we've got going on there's a whole sort of side story for the shadow or the mystery man the story that is his actually progresses and becomes a bigger part of the main storyline and I almost feel that that's sort of like what this whole thing is building up to. Mm-hmm. No, I got the same impression as well. Yeah. So kind of discussing our emotional feelings towards haunting Adeline. So the way like the main storyline between the shadow and the manipulator is written, it makes you feel like simultaneous feelings that should not be felt at the same time. So it's like conflicting feelings, like you're so conflicted and so confused about the way that you're, well, at least I was. I mean, obviously everyone's going to feel different as they're reading it, but I felt like I was just really empathizing with Adeline and like her conflict was like really coming through. And Mm -hmm. I was just like right there beside her being like, girl, I know like what's going on. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I felt the exact same way. And I felt annoyed with her, like 
with her, not yeah. at her. At her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With her. I felt frustrated with her. I felt I could understand her desire to to move forward with things that are controversial. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> Can't say too much more without spoiling anything. <laughs> That's like the problem with these uh, episodes is it's uh, so easy to want to say more, Mm -hmm. but we just obviously don't want to spoil it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The dark nature of the book overall was, it was exciting. It was enticing. It made you feel a lot of things. It it Mm -hmm. elicits a lot of strong feelings. There's a lot going on and you're going to feel some things that maybe you don't want to feel. Maybe you mm-hmm. do. I don't know. I think it's an important story uh, aside from a few of the things that we're kind of referring to right now. Mm-hmm. That, again, going back to the Shadows storyline, I think it's very important. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that this book has gone kind of viral in the way that maybe it's helping a larger amount of people sort of become aware of this huge problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to think that this might be the way in which people become aware right. of said problem. <laughs> yeah. Very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Typically, we like to give suggestions of other books that we think, like, if you've read this book, then you will like these the ones we're talking about now or vice versa. I got nothing. I've never in my life read anything remotely similar to these stories. Um, As you've mentioned, I also have never read the horror genre before. This is my first uh, dipping my toe into it. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, I personally don't feel as though I can recommend anything (laughs) because I got nothing to give. All right. Well, I do have a title to give, even though I'm not like a experienced horror reader. But um, if you like horror, it doesn't necessarily mean people who like horror only like horror. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one I'm about to recommend, it's a thriller, psychological thriller. Uh, It could be classified as many different things. There are some horrifying things that happen in it, though. Um, And so I'll I'll go ahead and recommend it because it made me feel uncomfortable similarly to Mm -hmm. how Haunting Adeline made me feel. And it's called Still Beating. Ooh, that sounds ominous. Yes. So Still Beating is written by Jennifer Hartman. And at the beginning, there's kind of a trigger warning. And it's like, read responsibly, 18 plus only. So that gives you a good, gives you a good uh, idea that this might be kind of an intense book. And it is. To give you a little brief overview, it's about the main character. She has an arch nemesis. Um somebody that she knows, they end up getting kidnapped together uh, and locked in kind of a madman's, I want to say, serial killer's basement. I don't want to say too much more than that other than they need each other to survive, but the way that it gets twisted around is shocking and disturbing. So if you enjoy shocking and disturbing things like Satan's Affair, If you can get through Satan's Affair and you think it was no big deal, you'll easily get through Still Beating. If you're just as shocked and disgusted by Satan's Affair as I was, I was able to get through Still Beating. I was like really shocked by what happened, but it didn't give me that horrible nauseated feeling that Satan's Affair did. 
Um, so in terms of just shock, awe, dis- disturbing, almost horror horror content, yeah, still beating by Jennifer Hartman. Now, I remember you telling me about that book and thinking back to the descriptions you were giving me and like details you were giving me about it. I think that is a, a perfect recommendation for anyone who um, goes forward and reads these. And if they enjoy them, then yeah. Thank you very much for joining us today. If you were on the fence about whether or not you should read these two books, then we hope that you found this episode helpful. We hope to see you next time. Happy reading. Happy reading.